This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, first question from Anonymous. Ooh. <laughs> Which horror movie are you most excited to see in 2023? Great question. Probably an obvious question. Maybe just a question we should have set up when we're talking about our favorites of 2022 and what we're looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start because I think one of them just absolutely is not a surprise if you listened last week. Uh, I, I did three. I if it's okay if I do three. Of course. That, so I I have Evil Dead Rise. I mean, it was, it was just going to be on the list. Uh, and one that's really been getting, even like today, I tried seeing if I could stream it and I can't. I, I really want to see Skinamarink. The more I just kind of watch that trailer, I'm like, all right, you sold the ticket? Like, come on, come to BOD. Like, I'm not going to go to the theater, Maybe but I can't wait for... eventually going to Shudder. I'm not sure when. Yeah, I saw that. I tried looking up to see when Shudder was going to be releasing it. I'm guessing it probably is going to depend on how it does in the theaters. Um, And then third one, because uh, I thought neither of you would say this, and I am really interested, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> uh, my son is very aware of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> we just went to see the new Avatar movie at the movie theater, and he loves looking at the new posters, and he's like, Dad, look, Cocaine Bear. He goes, what's cocaine again? I was like, oh, oh son my of gosh. <laughs> so that's how a lot of conversations start in our household, and it's around the content of movies. Movies. We love them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was real interesting when he suddenly was like, Dad, have you heard of Fifty Shades of Grey? And I was like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> it's a crayon box. Move on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how about you, Zena? What are you looking forward to? Oh, man, I have so many. Okay, first off, Salem's Lot. I know that it doesn't have, like, a date yet, oh, yeah. but... Right? Where is it? It's been pushed back so many times, and I'm a huge fan of the original one, and it's been, like, a while since I've seen, like, a vampire movie that, like, mm. rocked my life, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also have Cuckoo, or... uh, Yeah, Cuckoo, uh... <laughs> So the movie, I a couple of years ago, uh, Tillman Singer, he had this film called Loose. I think that it still might be on Shudder. And I really, really enjoyed this movie. So I was just like keeping an eye out on it. There really isn't much information on it or anything like that. I don't know what kind of subgenre it is. Some people were saying that it's probably like going to be a slasher based on like this one image. And uh, Dan Stevens is in it. Hunter Schaefer, she's in it. Um, I love her and Euphoria. So, but yeah, I was going to go into a more of a rabbit hole with that. So that <laughs> one. And, and again, I mean, should I just give three and then hold off or just go? 
I mean, why don't you hold off? We'll see okay. what Megan says, and then we will unleash you. All right. So then one more, I'm just going to say, because it's, it's three is the third one. Um, Insidious <laughs> 5. Finally, guys, isn't this exciting that we're finally going to be able to check it out? Like, <laughs> I, I'm excited about uh, this because it's one of my favorite franchises. And um, that one's coming out in July, July 7th. And... You know, the little boy, Dalton, well, he's not a little boy anymore, guys, okay? He's in college now. <laughs> and we're going to be able to see it. So it's like a journey, like a horror journey. So I'm just excited about that. So that's what I have for right now. For right now. she's She's got, like, a lot, a lot. Um, obviously, I'm prepared to make Evil Dead Rise my entire personality of 2023. <laughs> so I feel like that's a given. Uh, obviously, I cannot wait to see Kirby back on the screen yeah they should just called it kirby 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 it's like you know jason lives like scream jason six is jason lives so maybe scream six should be kirby lives yeah i'm okay with this um then we can have kirby takes manhattan oh but this is in manhattan they're combining the two yes (gasps) and she won't need a boat to get there i was literally just talking to a friend about this the other day because hey we just passed a friday the 13th and it's like, how how did this work? What kind of cocaine? Were they on Cocaine Bear when they were writing this movie? You know, like slasher oh, sequels of the 80s. Like, it was this, insane. This is a, that's a whole digression. I just went on a tangent. Um, <laughs> so I think that was like two. And, you know, I, I, I really am looking forward to none, too. That's supposed to be out in August, uh, written by Keela Cooper, who uh, just did Megan and then Malignant. So, you know, if she wants to do like Valak 2, Electric Boogaloo, I'm there. What's the name of the one about uh, the trip that Dracula took? Uh, Is it the Demeter or something? Oh, the last voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that, too. That sounds really good. Basically all of them, right? All of the horror movies. Yeah. It's everyone. I saw some calendar. There's a new Ghostbusters movie that's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. in December, a continuation there... of Afterlife. Okay, like it's just the one. next. It's the next in the Afterlife sequel. It's not going to be like another side project sort of. No, thing. I mean they Afterlife's right. considered canon, so it's a right. continuation. Cool. All right. Second question from Adrian Ove. What's a low budget horror? Low budget like Skinamarink that you highly recommend? I don't know. I don't. Have, I bet I, you got some tiny micro budget found yeah. footage that you did not realize. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are some really low budget. I mean, maybe like the last broadcast. I'm sure the Poughkeepsie tapes. I don't know if that, that would be on your list. Uh, as you talked about S and M man. I mean, sure those got to be oh, tiny. Yeah. The butter mm-hmm. butterfly kisses. Like pretty much pluck any of your face. Some of your deep cut found footage. I bet they're micro. But so is micro. I, I can't remember what's the Screen Actors Guild micro is under what, like a hundred grand? I don't know, but probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was some crazy number I remember hearing. It's like a micro budget if it's under two hundred and fifty thousand. I was like, what wait, what? That's a micro budget. Yeah, <laughs> small budgets are even like four million, you know. That's crazy. Right? But no. I mean, like, I suppose in the world of the five hundred million dollar movies. Um yeah. So um a phone foot maybe Savage Land. That could That's be probably. in there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to name some little quieter little phone footage stuff. Go for it. <laughs> there you go. Go watch a phone footage movie that wasn't released in the theater. And there you go. Micro budget. <laughs> Boom. Done. <laughs> Done. How about you, Megan? Uh, the Battery. 
the battery is very, very. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's just a couple of guys trapped in a car in a zombie invasion. Um, and it's really, really good. You'd think that yeah. that would be dull and no, very creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just two, essentially two guys. And then, yeah. No, yeah, that's a great one. How about you, Zena? Uh, I have two that came to mind. First one, the movie Low. Uh, it's like a dark comedy. Oh, you talked comedy. about that, like the L-O? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, it's extremely low budget. Like, they barely even have like a set. A couple of years ago, it used to be on Netflix. I don't think that it's on there anymore. Um, came out in 2009. And then another one um, that I was just watching the other day, uh, One Cut of the Dead. That one, their budget was 25000 oh, yeah, that's a, so, oh, that's a really good one. And if you know you like horror comedies, zombies, perfect one for you. Maybe I should have done some research into micro budget movies, and I would have discovered that most of the movies I like are considered micro budget movies. Yeah. Who knows? Speaking of micro budget, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast. Everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. You know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. It's me. Hello. <laughs> so <serious>. Hello. <laughs> it's serious Zena today. Oh, 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 boy. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> I'm John. Are you serious too? <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe it'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? But I want to talk about my favorite upcoming 2023 movies that we didn't go back to. Uh... And, you know. <laughs> At first, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to let it go. No, this list D- was made to be read. Okay. 2023 is Zena's year. You are not taking it away from her. Well, no. I do have something on here for, for you, John. Patriarchy. So um, <laughs> it really hasn't been getting a lot of buzz as of yet. But back in August of 2022, obviously, um, <laughs> Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor, that's supposed to come out on Shutter. they said, this upcoming fall. So that could be a thing, right? Yeah, they had like a little teaser. They didn't really show too much. This was like during the summer. So, you know, I'm looking forward to checking it out. You know, I'm a completist. Got to check it out. Um, Okay. And then also, wow, look at we're doing this. Also, I just want to say finally, (laughs) Dark Harvest. I feel like we've been waiting a long time for this movie. Yeah. And, you know, it still doesn't have like a release date yet, which is crazy. Like, I'm hoping that it will come out before. Yeah, like. I don't know. Then just the last one. I didn't have a lot. Just I just was desperate. <laughs> but three, and it was enough to Nine start the revolution. Um, Hannah McPherson, <laughs> she's directing it this, and she also directed um, my favorite Into the Dark episode, Pure. And Christopher Landon, you know, freaky, happy death day. He's producing it. And along with uh, Michael Kennedy, he's writing it. So, yeah. All awesome. Right, well, all right. Well, God, that the energy's low. I'm sorry. It's me. No, bring it's, it back up. What a build up. Tell us, yeah, tell us what on, you watched. Let's go. 
You had, you had magic horror in your life, I'm sure. I did. I, I really did. Okay. So the first thing that I checked out, um, I watched um, Satan Slaves 2 Communion. I finally checked it out. I feel like I'm so late to like watching it um, on Shudder. <laughs> John's like, if you're late, what am I? <laughs> yeah, what the hell is my entire life that? You're I don't know. <laughs> It just felt like every single time I was going to check it out, something happened, and then I didn't, you know. So I finally was able to check it out last week. So uh, when the heavy, when a heavy storm hits, um, it wasn't the storm that a family should fear, but the people and non-human entities who are out for them. So this is um, this movie demands your eyeballs, and I am not mad at it at all. You know, um, this is written and directed by, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to mess up his name. It's like Joko Because you mentioned, right? yes, thank you. Okay. All right. And yeah, so he wrote and directed this and he's known for like um, his occult movies and stuff like that. I absolutely love the 2017 Satan Slaves, which is like loosely That's... based on, yeah, the remake from the 80s of the same name. This movie seriously is so well crafted. Like it has like such a creepy setting. Um, there's a lot that's going on. There is like this dangerous storm. There, there's a lot of like ghost and supernatural elements that's like floating around. There's a demonic ritual, evil conspiracies. Like there's tension building up. Like at that point, I would have just ran out in the rain. You know, I'm not staying in there. You know, but I really, really enjoyed this movie, and I watched it alone in the dark, and it was just dun, so dun, magical. Dun. It was, yeah, it was a great. It was a great time. And I won't spoil it, but the ending, I feel like it pays um, homage to a classic. I won't say which classic, but I think that you should check it out. And then when you check it out, or if you already see anything, you most likely already know. So at this point, I, I feel like there's like room for a third installment. And I really, really hope that we'll get one. But we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll be waiting patiently. Then the second one that I watched, um, I checked out Sick in 2002 on Peacock while quarantined at her family's a lake house during the pandemic, Parker and her BFF, Mary, are threatened by an unexpected visitor. So I feel like this one's super clever. It went in a completely different direction that I thought that it was going to go in. It's a super easy watch. It's straight to the point. And there is an awesome chase scene that's just incredible. And it's been a while since I've seen, like, a chase scene like that one that, you know... It had me frantic, like, you know, screaming at the screen, which I absolutely love. So, but yeah, if you're someone who likes slashers, I think that you should check this one out. I do know, like, there's some people who's a little bit hesitant about checking it out because, you know, it's like a COVID movie. But, I mean, it is so good. Like, I really enjoyed it straight to the point, and I had a good time. Awesome. How about you, Megan? Hi. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I read How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. This released uh, as of Tuesday the 17th. This one, I feel like Grady Hendrix has a very specific brand of humor and a blend of kind of like humor, horror comedy, and sentimentality. So it's kind of mm -hmm. more of the same, but this time it's kind of his spin on the haunted house. Um, mm -hmm. It's adult siblings. They're very estranged. They cannot stand each other. But Louise and Mark, they're forced together in the wake of their parents' death. Um, they have to work through their issues in order to like 
tidy up their parents' affairs, including selling this house. But this house does not want to be sold. <laughs> um, the mom was a crazy puppeteer slash puppetry artist. So her entire house is filled with them. And, you know, them, oh. them dolls do some creepy stuff. Um <laughs> But the way that Hendrix makes you get, like, super stressed out before you even get to the horror because of the way that he's introducing, like, human conflict. Like, Joyce is already a nervous Nellie, and then she's got to deal with her parents' death, and she can't stand her brother, and how do I navigate the family? And, oh, by the way, my daughter is freaking out because I'm, like talking about death and yeah so it's it's all of this stuff that had me stressed out before the horror came in but it is you know if you like grady hendrix you'll love it so yeah hmm. nice and then uh out uh also on tuesday the 17th on epics or maybe mgm plus i know that they were branding maybe they already did i'm not sure but it's uh there's something wrong with the children it is about a couple of uh, a pair of family or two couples. Uh, one couple has children. Uh, they all take a week on weekend getaway to like some cabins. What could go wrong? Stuff goes wrong, and uh, one of them suspects maybe the children uh, are supernaturally altered by when they go missing and come back a little bit weird the next day. Um, it's by Roxanne Benjamin. She directed Body of Brighton Rock. She directed a segment in Southbound and XX. Um, she's been a horror producer for a long while, so she knows her stuff. And I kind of went into it, like, excited to see what she had up her sleeves. But I feel like the evil kid genre, subgenre, has a lot to, to kind of, like, we see the same stuff kind of recycled a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And I was pretty happy that she subverted a lot of my expectations with it. She she did some some interesting stuff with that. Very cool mythology. Um, I had a good time. I think it's fun. Awesome. I, I did my homework this week out of order. Uh, I started with oh, 2017's no. Mayhem, which was Xena's pick on Shudder. No. Shouldn't have done that. No. But all right. <laughs> A virus spreads through an office complex, causing white-collar workers to act out their worst impulses. <laughs> All right, Zena, why this one? Okay, so I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask like you always do. And at first... <laughs> at first oh, I knew you were going to ask these damn questions. No, at first wow. I was going to say because it's fun, relatable, and bloody like me. And it's like, what? So no, I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> because you know what it's a good time that's what i'm gonna say bloody relatable <laughs> like me um serious <laughs> is struck again yeah so uh i I, th I think i know what you mean by relatable as someone who worked in an office mm -hmm. for a very long time uh th this is pretty much what i expected it yeah. wasn't uh, from the get-go, I mean, maybe a little bit of twist as far as, like, Stephen Young, who plays the main character, like, his his rank within the company, I think, surprised me a little bit. I thought it was going to be more, like, lower-level people going crazy. And they go crazy, too. It's just not a part of the story so much. <laughs> um, it was really enjoyable. You know, it was a, it was an interesting blend of uh, funny and really messed up. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways and it also wasn't as frantic as i thought like there is frantic moments to it but it wasn't like i was expecting almost more to the level of like 
the zombies from 28 days later. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was expecting like that intensity as opposed to, no, we'll have full conversations yeah, and talk <laughs> things through before I you know, murder you uh, legally <laughs> and all that stuff. So like it, it definitely did have more to it than the trailer, which I always appreciate. And I enjoyed it. it, it again, it wasn't much of a surprise anywhere, but it doesn't have to be a surprise if it's done well. And I think it was done really well. Yippee! Thanks. And then I watched <laughs> Megan's Pick, 1981's Possession, also on Shudder. A woman starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behavior after asking her husband for a divorce. Suspicions of infidelity soon give way to something much more sinister. All right, Megan, why this one? Because... One, this is not a movie that's very accessible or hasn't been very accessible stateside. So it's a rare opportunity to fill in like mm. a pretty good blind spot. Um, I can't say that I understand everything that's happening, mm-hmm. but man, does it make you feel things. And it's really well done. And holy hell, I don't know why we aren't talking about Isabella Johnny as far as like one of the all time <sighs> best horror performances of all time. I think I said yeah. all time like a billion times, but like she inventing acting, yeah. Like at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, talk about a well, talk about a scream queen. Mm-hmm. Like, holy crap! Yeah, I don't know what the hell I watched. I was watching it, yeah, and I kind of got it. Yeah, it reminded me of like a really campy seventies show. Like if you ever watched that old uh, the the prisoner with um, what was his name? Coogan's. I can't remember. Uh, there was just this really weird campiness to it where, like, there'd be... It's basically... The movie is basically bipolar. I, I don't like the high... get camp from Possession at all. No. Um. <clears throat> okay, so the camp part was the ridiculousness of the mood swings. Well, Of yeah. the strange, like, I'm screaming having a fight, and I'm going to have a pleasant conversation with you, but we're kind of going to be talking as if we're not even talking to each other. Like, the conversations were so... It's almost as if, like, when the movie was calm, those con- that was almost more disturbing to me hmm. because everything else around it is so disturbing that all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just going to put on a happy face and say, oh, how are you doing, sir? Like, and, and just, like, madness. It was so crazy. It was like watching a fever dream. And I, I felt a little tired after watching it. <laughs> yeah. Not because I was sleeping, but because I was... Drained, yeah. I, yeah, I was tired for the actors. Hmm. The the pure emotion that is captured on screen in this movie. It is very raw. I yeah, I don't know if it's even touched by any other movie. Like just the rage and the fury and the sadness and literally slamming against walls just in like an uncut scene, just screaming until even weirder stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I was I was so captivated by the strangeness of the people that when the actual strangeness started happening, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was so lost. <laughs> it's weird. Like it's. I'm glad you had me watch it for like the reasons you said, like the lack of accessibility, and being able to see something like this. It definitely is not something that I would have picked. And it's more like I experienced it. I think, yeah. Like, I think that's a good way of putting it. Crap. It's experience so more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is in a strange way. 
I I liked wa- I, I liked watching Mayhem way more, but it's almost like between the two, I would recommend people watch Possession over Mayhem, just because it's like, look what the look what these guys did. Look what these guys. <laughs> look what happened here. Like I just now you know there's a checkbox for you, and yeah, it was. Whew. The 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 MDB description doesn't doesn't even come close to touching the surface of this movie. Yeah, I don't know that you can prepare for that. But there, I I think that Zena and I tried a little bit. I mean, Zena had a whole reaction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we told you you should put Mayhem second, so that's on you. You might have. You might have. <laughs> but sometimes when I start watching a movie, if I'm not captivated by it right away, I'll start watching the other movie uh-huh. to see if that vibe fits more with the moment and possession. Normally, I kind of like that Cold War era stuff, which the whole spy angle of it, it's like they don't even really get into that. And the guy's a, a spy, like in Germany, like the the wall they keep staring at. It's it's crazy. Just watch it. Just go on Shutter and watch it. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it? I checked out Satan Slaves 2, Communion on Shutter and Sick on Peacock. I read How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix out on shelves now. And there's something wrong with the children, which will be, which is also available on Tuesday the 17th. I don't know if it's MGM Plus now or Epics. Like, literally, they're in the middle of a transition. So it might be MGM Plus now. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Check it out. And I watched 2017's Mayhem on Shutter as well as 1981's Possession, also on Shutter. All right, before we move on, I need homework. Um, there was some stuff that I could do, but I, it's just so much easier when y'all tell me what to watch. Uh, and I think Megan, I think you picked for us last Zine. I think you're up. Okay. Um, gosh, I was going between the two and you know what? YOLO. So I want you to watch Orphan First Kill on oh, Amazon. Okay. You might have to spend some money, but you know what? You're John. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, that's uh, that's Uncle Moneybags on this one. <laughs> oh, five ninety nine's nothing for this You'll guy. You'll be okay. You got uh, this. I, I think it might be available on Paramount Plus. I feel like it I is. saw it pop. Oh yeah, I have Paramount Plus. Okay, so cool. Good. All right, Megan, how about you? Have you seen Grabbers? Uh, Irish horror comedy. No, I never did. That was one that I looked up when I was looking into other Irish horror, like, um, like yeah. not possum, uh, caveat. There you I was go. trying to look up other Irish horror, and that's one that popped up pretty much at the top of everyone's list. So, no, I have not seen it. AMC Plus. Nice. There you go. Now you get tentacles that aren't weird. <laughs> <laughs> Are Is that a thing? Are there not weird tentacles? Well, I mean, I made you watch Possession, so now we're lightening that's true. it up. That's fair. I appreciate that. You're welcome. See, tentacles can be not so weird. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan brings us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So, what's going on, Megan? 
I'm go, chomping go. at the bit, what do you apparently. Got? What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I got things. Um, Jonathan Malott and Carrie Murnion's home invasion action thriller Becky was released in 2020. I don't know if you saw I feel like yes. Zena loved it, but I don't know if John it's saw so it. so good. Um, Can I, I change didn't. my movie then? <laughs> <laughs> Save it. Write it down for next week. Okay. Um, so... The sequel, surprise, surprise, is going to be premiering at uh, South by Southwest Film Festival this year in March, along with Evil Dead Rise. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so the sequel is titled The Wrath of Becky. And, it, you know, that kind of announcement came with a first look image that makes it look like it's about to be even bloodier, which if you have seen Becky, it's uh, super gory. Um in the film, the, the official plot synopsis, after living off the grid for two years, Becky finds herself going toe-to-toe against Daryl, the leader of a fascist organization, on the eve of organized attack. Interesting. Um, obviously, Lulu Wilson re- reprises her role, but she's also starring alongside Sean William Scott, Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn. We we love that franchise around here. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> Kate Siegel. So that'll be an interesting nice. one. Nice. Uh, this one will be directed by uh, Matt Angel and Suzanne Coote. And uh, also a show we love around here, uh, Chucky. I've been waiting for season three announcement, and it finally came over the weekend. Don Mancini's hit horror series Chucky has been renewed officially for season three. It's set Yay! to return to both sci-fi and USA with brand new episodes probably around Halloween if they're keeping with tradition. Uh, the cast and crew of Chucky would like to thank fans and critics alike for their overwhelming response to season two, which we were delighted to announce and has now spurred the official green light on season three. This news has made Chucky very happy. Thank Dumbala for that, because otherwise Chucky would have been frankly impossible to deal with. Many thanks to our partners at Sci-Fi USA UCP for helping keep uh, helping us keep Chucky busy. See you in 2023 for what Chucky himself promises will be his scariest season ever. That's all from Don Mancini with this announcement. I also think the announcement came at a really good time because if you haven't seen it, you know, maybe like John, uh, it's <laughs> season one's on Shutter, So, you know, mm-hmm. you're running out of excuses. Also. Oh, I can come up with more excuses. You could, but. <laughs> but you're going to, you'll love it. You will. Um, you mm-hmm. know, speaking of Sick that dropped on Peacock, that was directed by John Hyams and written by Kevin Williamson. But John Hyams, who did uh, Alone, I don't know if anybody saw that one. That was like a woman driving um, the Pacific Northwest and gets stalked by a creepy dude. Uh, but John Hyams directed the penultimate episode in season two. It was very, very good, very fun. So, you know, all of these reasons to jump on that Chucky train ahead of season three. You've got like 10-ish months. And... uh We briefly touched on this before, but there were some new developments this weekend. After 14 years, the Friday the 13th franchise is finally getting set to return to screen with Crystal Lake, an upcoming prequel series from A24, Peacock, and Brian Fuller, who did the Hannibal TV series, uh, that's miraculously able to use any and all existing elements from the franchise. Really? Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Let's let's hope for all. Uh, all yeah. I mean it could theoretically um Peacock has given the project a straight to a uh, series order with Crystal Lake being described as an expanded prequel to the original Friday the 13th franchise. The show will be written by Brian Fuller, who is also the showrunner and executive producer. Victor Miller, who penned the original film in the franchise, will also executive produce w- along with Mark Toberoff and Rob Barsamian and A24. 
So being that it was Friday the 13th this past weekend, there was a Friday the 13th part three screening in LA and uh, Fuller was, I think, hosting it or Q&A something, but Fuller was there and he provided an update there announcing Kevin Williamson. See, this is all full circle here because he co-wrote Sick um, and Scream. He's writing an episode. So additionally, original final girl Adrian King will have a recurring role. Ooh. Eric Goldman, uh, he is a critic, but he tweeted uh, this information from the event on Twitter this weekend. He wrote, they officially start writing in two weeks. It will have two scores to choose from, a modern one and a classic Manfredini one. Kevin Williamson is writing an episode. Aaron King will have a recurring role. Fuller has pitched four seasons for Crystal Lake. Only (laughs) one officially ordered so far, though he notes Peacock would have to pay a pretty hefty penalty if they didn't order season two, which is interesting. Whoa. Uh, The Goldman's thread on Twitter continued, asked if he can confirm Pamela's role in the Crystal Lake series. Fuller Fuller replied, why is this hard? Fuller replied, we're honestly going to be covering it all. This series is covering the life and times of these two characters, presumably referring to Jason and Pamela. So, whew, that's a lot. <laughs> did either of you watch Friday the 13th last Friday? I did not. I did not either. I'm in, I I'm watched deep half in of Sundance. part two and then fell asleep. Wow. I did, though, find like a really great Friday the 13th um, sweatshirt. Um, I'll show nice. you guys later. It's did you wonderful. buy it? You bought it, right? Yeah, I sure did. Okay. So, I thought I had it in here. Goddamn right she did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, listeners, it's your turn. How many more movies do you think Xena's excited about in 2023? All of them. Spoil all of them. <laughs> Are we going to see Jason X on the small screen? You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options. And clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, what should we be watching? We have a very light week compared to... Um... Last week. Yeah, last week. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, first up, by the time this episode airs, Tuesday the 17th and Dreams will be available on Screenbox. Yeah. Um, this is an action-packed psychological thriller. And it stars um, John claude Van Damme's daughter, Bianca Van Damme. Um, oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the synopsis, Alma and her husband decide to go away uh, to her childhood cabin. But as the days go by, her life spirals into a surreal confusion in which her dreams turn real. So I think that sounds really interesting. Then Thursday the 19th, we have two movies coming our way. First one, Shudder, Sorry About the Demon. A young man struggling with a broken heart learns that his new place is full of restless spirits. You know what's probably also a micro-budget movie? Pathogen? And maybe even her... Like, because oh. she directed... Uh, this was by Emily Haggins, and she directed mm-hmm. her first horror movie at 14, which is Pathogen. Which is mm. insane. Right? She's so yeah. awesome. Bug probably wasn't a very big budget. It was all in one room. Uh, yeah, well, See, look at I mean, it's got Bugs. the cast and stuff, and yeah. it's got a bigger Splinter? studio. Now, Splinter Pathogen. Look up Pathogen. <laughs> I'm just going to keep naming other movies that I know that I think might have had a small budget, but probably don't. I'm just okay. saying, like, she mentioned this this director's movie, I and I wanted know. to give her a shout out because, holy hell, she's been directing horror since 14. Awesome. Then we also have Legions. It'll be available on VOD. 
uh, Anten Ant I was going to say Antonio. Antonio is a sorcerer from a powerful bloodline trapped in an asylum against his will. After an omen informs him that his daughter will be sacrificed by an evil entity, he must use his magical skills to escape and save her. Then on Friday the 20th, we have three movies. So first thing, um, Alone at Night on VOD. After a bad breakup, a young woman retreats to a remote cabin and continues modeling for an adults-only live streaming website. However, she soon discovers she's not alone as a mass killer begins to stalk and terrorize her. Then we have Kids vs. Aliens, another one that'll be on VOD. This one just sounds super cute. With Gary and Samantha's parents out of town on Halloween weekend, a rager of teenagers' house party turns into a terror when aliens attack, forcing the siblings to band together to survive the night. And then finally, this one's an older one from the 90s, from 95 or 96. 96, if you love werewolf movies, then this one's for you. Bad Moon, it'll be available on Arrow Play on, uh, in the U.S. and Canada. A man moves close to his sister and nephew after surviving a brutal attack. So you know what he is. But yeah, check it out. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, Bloody Disgusting TV is available for your eyeballs. And, of course, Screenbox. Yeah. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week. Everyone, if you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueen4.com, and YouTube channel of the same name. All right, lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So, for this week, I'm John. I'm not so serious, Megan. <laughs> I'm not so serious, Zena. Just kidding. I ain't, I'm serious. Sorry. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something funny. See? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>